Welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theatre Radio. I am your host, as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. Today we are speaking with Leona Michelle, who wrote and conceived Little Girl Blue, the Nina, Nina Simone musical, as well as director Devanon Janke, uh, which is running until August 29th at Goodspeed Musicals. Uh, Leona, uh, Dev, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's great to hear you, see nope, you. <laughs> no problem. Now, Dev's been on the show, so uh, he's he's used to this madness that we go through. But, uh, Leona, you are new. So we're going to start with you. And I always do a 30-second bio of my guests because we want to know who you are. So who are you in 30 seconds? Oh, I am a writer. I'm an actress. I am a new mother of a seven-year-old. I adopted my um, uh, sister's, uh, my sister who passed away of, of um, brain cancer son, and she gifted me with her son. And that's been like the biggest joy of my life. Um, I am a um, an educator, a teacher, and I will be making my directing debut. Oh, I'm a lot of things. I'm a lover. <laughs> I'm a provider. I'm a friend. I'm an artist. I'm a trailblazer in my own right. Uh, and I am very excited to be here. <laughs> And we love to have you here. So thank you very much. Thank and because some people might not know who you are, Dev, you got 15 seconds. I don't have to listen to oh, wow. But they'll have to listen to your previous interview to get the full 30 seconds. But 15 <laughs> seconds. Who is Dev? Well, I am a New Yorker, but I also am a very proud Canadian. Um, I, I have had a very eclectic career as an actor uh, on Broadway and beyond. And now I'm a director, choreographer, and a producer and I run my own theater company. I am also an educator. I, I run a company called Live It In Color and I'm also the head of musical theater at the Stella Adler Studio of Act Acting. And, um, you know, my whole mission in life is to uplift uh, underrepresented voices in the arts and give them a platform and um, uh, uh, show them off to the world. <laughs> A little more than 30 seconds, but I'll allow it. Oh, okay. That's okay. <laughs> you, you got the flag behind you. Then, so I'm going to let you as a fellow yeah. have that extra bit of time. Awesome. So let, let's talk about Little Girl Blue. Uh, Leon, why, what, what inspired you to write this show in the first place? Um, what inspired me was my actually my own personal struggles inspired me. Um, and then the second thing I would say that the universe kept bringing Nina uh, to my table, um, friends of mine, coworkers and uh, industry folks, you know, kept offering me projects, uh, telling me I sounded like her, looked like her, reminded that, you know, it just kept, it kept coming, it kept coming. And um, my frustration in my own personal career, not getting uh, the material that I felt that was, um, that was in line with my talent and skill after training for so many years, receiving my master's degree and then coming to New York and just being like wild by the industry and the lanes that I was uh, placed in um, from my like, casting directors and my manager in particular. And I just got frustrated. I got really frustrated and it was my manager. We laugh about it today. But uh, I basically said to him, I'm, I'm, I'm out. This is not what I signed up for. You know, I know my value and my worth. And he said, well, if you're so frustrated, why don't you just write your own musical? Well, write, do your own thing. Start writing. And um, I started listening to that. 
I started listening to that and I took my frustration and I began um, pinning this musical or play at the time. And um, I just kept putting it out, putting it out there and uh, surrounding myself with all things Nina because <laughs> we were Kendrick spirits really. And um, I just, it was born, it was born. It really was. Um, so it was, it, it's been like a labor of love and uh, it, it's a beautiful thing what frustration and pain can give birth to something so gorgeous and beautiful. And I feel very protective of her and very protective of this piece. Could you give us a little synopsis of, of the plot of the show? Sure. It's about the evolution of Nina really as she goes through a span of a decade of her life um, in a series of flashbacks dealing with her challenges, her mental breakdowns. And she she had a lot, you know, she dealt with mental illness. She dealt with physical abuse from her husband, um, uh, racial tensions. She was on the front line, a foot soldier fighting as a, a, a political activist. Uh, so she was always in a line of fire, taking the blows one by one. And, and my goal was to quiet all those voices around her that set out to call her an angry black woman. Um, and I wanted to answer some of those questions, you know? Um, and so that this, that's what the show is about. It's about Nina Simone, the survivor. Very cool. Very cool. And Dev, what drew you to the work? When, when they approached you and said, would you be interested in directing this? What was well, that moment? Or what was that key thing that made you go, yes, I have to do this? Well, it was, it was uh, and the minute I met Leona and Michelle, you know, it was uh, <laughs> uh, just to give you a little backstory. We were developing another musical together called uh, The Family Resemblance by an amazing uh, composer, lyricist, playwright, Masia Sare. And Leona, uh, was part of that cast and we just over wine one night out in Connecticut she mentioned oh I, I've been working on this Nina show and I like immediately was like yes I want to be part of it <laughs> I was like absolutely it needs to happen and from the beginning um, but I have to say one of the key elements of the show that drew me in from the beginning was one of the things Leona said at the beginning was like you know she was a great pianist classical pianist and a great lover of Bach and for me, that's the core of the show. For me as a brown person, having grown up in the opera and the ballet and the classical music industry, that really resonated for me because you know that that's really what she wanted to do and what her love was. And her life took her away from that. She was not allowed to do that. Um, and that's that's sort of, to me, the key of it, like as an, of what, like how we express ourselves as artists and what, how we're allowed to express ourselves as artists, um, you know, I, I, it's interesting how, you know, both Leona and my journeys are similar in terms of like having to create our own work because it was not provided to us. And um, I feel like finally we're able to uh, meld life experience and our art in a way that um, is just very resonant and I feel is very personal. Um, but I, I will say the classical music part of it and the love of Bach was sort of like the in for me and sort of the like, oh, that's that makes sense to me. Yeah, Dev's absolutely right. That was her her biggest heartbreak. Um, uh, it destroyed her really not getting accepted into the Curtis Institute of Music and um, not being able to be known as a, a classical pianist. And that's all she really wanted. And uh, when you hear her talk about it in interviews, it's, it's something that I definitely can identify with, um, you know, uh, 
there not being enough room at the table or 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 there's just not room for you at the table and Nina it destroyed her it destroyed her and the fact that she you know was later diagnosed with being bipolar you know that just escalated everything even more um one of the reasons she didn't want to take her medicine was because you know it, it slowed her down her, her her flying fingers down and that was her everything yeah um her saving grace yeah so to be stripped of that was just the ultimate uh, downfall really Lynn, when you were writing this uh, work, did you discover anything about yourself? Any any connection with Nina? Any parallels you saw between the two of you that that came up? Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, definitely um, parallels. Yes, I find that even doing each show, that Nina and I will say myself. I feel like I do my best work in this show when I'm really tired, hmm. you know, when I'm really, she took so much blow. She never just walked on stage with nothing with like wind under her arms and could just float on and, and fly, you know, it, she, she always came with the whole, uh, the weight of her people, um, what was happening in her country, what was happening in her marriage, what was happening in her head. There was always so much weight that Nina carried with her that weighed her down. And in that, her messaging came out. And in that, the beauty and gorgeousness of her work was produced. She, she never stepped on stage thinking about how her voice is gonna crack or anything like that. Those were never her concerns. You know, Nina lived in, in, in and experience. And I feel like when I step into the show, you know, Leona gets warmed up, of course, does all the vocal warm ups and stretches. And as an actor, you know, I get my tools together. But then there's a part of me that once I slide into her shoes and her wig, I have to let it go. And I have to just surrender to what uh, was happening in each moment of this piece with this particular audience. And sometimes it's extremely frightening and exhausting and joyful. Yeah. Now, Dev, I want to ask this question of you. Um, obviously, you know, Nina grew up in a, in a different time, but things haven't changed as much as we'd want to or as fast. And, and my question to you is, you know, what ways are people who are marginalized able to break through now and, and, and move forward with, uh, you know, their stories and things like that? Is well, you know, I mean, I have to say just in terms of the show, when we when we started working on it four years ago, Leona, myself and Mark Pfeiffer, who's our amazing uh, musical arranger, who's created some amazing storytelling for the music. You know, the more we worked on it, we were sort of fascinated with Nina, but the more we worked on it, we're like, oh, my God, this is like more resonant than ever. And it's become even more like just last week. We were like, it's uh, people are responding to it because it's history repeating itself in many ways. You know what I mean? We're sort of living in a time that's like, well, weren't we done with this 40 years ago, 50 years ago? And apparently not. But that being said, I do think there are much more conversations happening. I do think people are um, uh, 
thinking outside the box a little more. Um, I think our communities have rallied together in ways that are really inspiring that, you know, it comes down to really creating our own work, you know, and, and that has been, you know, I think for many of us in the industry, we have sort of felt uh, that we're at the mercy of the people in power. And mm -hmm. I, I really, especially with the work I try to do is try to encourage underrepresented communities to be the writers, to be the producers, to be the directors, to be the ones writing the checks so that we can control our narrative and really, you know, bring our stories forward. So that I see changing. I also have to give credit to, you know, my company is that's in our DNA to create work like this, but both George Street who produced it and Goodspeed who, who are really stepping up to the plate and giving a show like this a chance um, is really extraordinary. And I think um, for, for the producing end, I, I don't think, you know, a lot of producers around the world or at least in North America give their audiences credit. Mm -hmm. You know, the response to this has been extraordinary in a community that we didn't think would be as accepting of it. Of it. And I, I, I think that's the exciting part of the work we're doing because I think people want these stories. People want to go on a journey. People want to be moved. People want to like get in touch with something that's real. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they want to see a reflection of the world they live in which is diverse and inclusive and full of a lot of different people. Yeah. Well, from, <laughs> from the sounds of it, you know, I am you know, obviously not the, the same color and everything is, is the two of you, but on, from a human level, I can understand, you know, emotion and love and pain and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I can see why audience would respond and, and understand and, and, and be drawn towards this show. Um, Thank you. Know, you. What would you like the audience to take away from the show when when they see it? You know, I want them to walk away. <clears throat> I want their souls to be stirred in a way where they can't help but think about their neighbor differently. You know, they can't help but to when they go into their workplace, mm -hmm. when they sign when they sign your children up for camp, when they uh uh, when you go off to your private schools or your public schools, when you have tea with your friends, um, I want people's eyes to be open, to be open. And I want people to begin to ask the questions that I've been asking all my life. Like, why am I the only black person here? You know, at all private schools <laughs> I went to, or why does my neighborhood look like this? And why, do, why, why am I on this side? And why are they over there? You know, I have a seven-year-old son and it's funny because he's so wide open, like he sees everything. And I've had to have, I've had to have very hard conversations with him, especially with the racial tension in our country, with George Floyd, Floyd passing away uh, and we watching that on our news coverage night after night after night and having to shield him from that and can't shield him from that as a, a, little, a little black boy and having to talk to him about um, the world he is inheriting and um, how we can make it a better place. So what I want people to walk away with is um, a wider lens of the world and a compassion in their heart. And I, in, 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 in addition to uh, quieting all, down all those noisy voices around Nina, of course, <laughs> you know, um, but I just feel like she is the perfect vessel to do that. 
you know, she was doing it in her, in her time and uh, no one paid attention. You know, she was speaking about Black Lives Matter then and now folks are le leaned in for the message. And um, I just want to, I just want to continue it on for her. I, I think that's the perfect way to end. I think that's like, leave the message right there for, for uh, the, <laughs> our listeners. Um, Dev, Leona, Leona, thank you so much for coming thank on and, and telling us about the show, introducing the world to, to Nina, because I didn't know who she was before this, but now I do. Now I'm going to have to learn and look into it and, and learn more about it. Uh, Dev, how long and when is the show running? It's currently at uh, uh, the at Goodspeed Musicals in East Haddam, Connecticut. Um, it runs until the end of the month. I think the August 29th. Um, mm -hmm. It's an amazing season. They it's their uh, season under the tent because in COVID times we can't do things indoors. But they built this am amazing theater outdoors, and um, I have to say it's uh, the work Leona does with her three amazing musicians and what Goodspeed has created um, design-wise around it is really magical. We didn't quite know what it would be like being by the river and outdoors. And um, we really, uh, for those who can come out and see it, I think you will not be disappointed. It really is a transformative experience. Um, and I, I, I know we are all super proud of the show and excited Listen, to share with I it. I don't know what's in the water in Canada, but I feel like I got the best director. I'm so <laughs> glad to have Deb. I said, we're, we're, I, oh my gosh, he's, he's incredible. His lens on this piece had, is just, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's all I can say. I feel it, even though I can't see it. Yeah. Um, but um, we, we have gold here. We have gold here. And I really thank Deb for that. Well, thank you, my love. We, well, we, we, we are, we're a good team. So. <laughs> well, from the sounds of it, maybe the two of you need to get together over some more wine and come yeah. up with a new show and something new because uh -huh. it's work. <laughs> so. Well, I'm hoping we can bring Leona to Canada one day so the Canadians Woo! can really experience her. <laughs> border, the border just opened, so you can come north. <laughs> now you can't, We can't go down, but you can always come north right yeah. now. <laughs> so... Uh, Deb, Leona, thank you again so much for for uh, <laughs> talking to me today and i look forward to getting a chance to see the show if it comes to canada so thank you <laughs> thank you so much for having us <laughs> no problem so we were just speaking with Deb Leona, the director and creator of the musical little girl blue the nina simone musical which is running at goodspeed musicals until august 29th i believe you can go to the goodspeed musicals uh, website goodspeed.org to find out how to get your tickets and go see this fantastic show my name is Jean-Paul Yovanoff as always this is be our guest and tune in next week as we'll speak with another guest or guests about their life love and passion that is musical theater and until then I'll see you <laughs> when I see you <laughs>